You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. And welcome to the Morning Drive. Of course, Antoria Black. Puffy joining me this morning. And uh, there's a lot of firsts. <clears throat> you know, they say when you have your first time, you remember it. So, of course, first time that I've been on the Morning Drive as a host. First time that we've had a chance to host a show together. Exactly. And uh, we want to welcome everybody. How's everybody doing? And, of course, we're going to talk a little, quite a bit about Game 4. Is this series just over now? Yes. I mean, is, is, I mean, is, we're going to talk about Game 3. Is it just over? We'll talk about that. Uh, also, we'll get into another possible national championship that will be coming to our area collegiately, and that could be Northwestern's relay team. Uh, they shattered a 36-year-old record. They are now in the finals out at the NC2A tournament in Eugene, Oregon, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, of course, uh, you got hockey coming up, and it's the summer, so you know we'll have some type of a top 10, and we want your opinion at 888-993-7762. Chris Blair will join us at 8 o'clock, talk a little LSU, and then, of course, uh, you know, just whatever else we just decide to talk about, you know, whatever. Uh I got good news uh, for you on that front, saying uh, Terry Walter, but I managed to talk 15 minutes about the oyster eating contest in uh, in New Orleans. That's great. And so I think you and I have will probably be able to come up with something. And of course, people feel free to chime in uh, on the Paul Mims hotline and text line. But uh, as far as uh, this is the, uh, I would say the the dog days of summer oh. have begun until we get to SWAC and SEC media days. Yep. Uh, until they that uh, part of the calendar uh, moves, we are uh, looking to you a lot to provide. Uh, we'll, we'll go uh, let you drive the discussion here. But uh, again, uh, watching uh, and I, this is when you know you're old, saying I, uh, I, uh, I managed to stay up and watch the whole game, which is not easy for someone of my age and whatever. And I'm reminded again uh, that uh, white men can't jump. Mm. <laughs> when I see Kyle Corver underneath the basket and he's given he is I thought hey this looks like me trying to do this mm -hmm. and he's been in the league for 15 years and he couldn't finish that one off and I thought well now I know why LeBron isolates every other play yeah because you give it off to Kyle Corver and he's going to miss the the uh, two-footer but uh, anyway yeah it's uh, 3-0 uh, now safely in Golden State's favor I think uh, Friday Maybe I know Adam Silver's not happy about this, but it may be the swan song for LeBron in Cleveland. Could be, and you know, it's just one of those things—the sign of the times. And you know, I look at the man. I look at that game, and you know, what else can LeBron do? Yeah, I mean, you know, what else can he do to possibly get his team uh, to the next level, to to a, another victory? You know, quite frankly, and computer froze, of course. Um, but what can he do? I mean, there's only so much when you think about how LeBron has played in this series and how he's dominated. You know, gosh, God bless J.R. Smith's brain. Um, you know, you had that. Yeah. You had the missed free throw that, you know, could have alleviated the the brain issue there. <laughs> I mean, you know, what, what else can you do at this point if you are LeBron James? Well, I think your point about the, the supporting cast, I mean, you just, as you see, uh, you know, uh, Durant come into play. Now you see Iguodala throwing down one. Here's Durant throwing one up from 45 feet. It seems like uh, middle of downtown Cleveland, and it goes in to basically put uh, you know the Warriors completely 
uh, in control of that game. I knew when he hit that shot, it's over. I turned it off. Uh, but Rodney, you keep looking and going, okay, Rodney Hood, Cor- uh, Kevin Love, I mm-hmm. think, played probably one of his best games, and it wasn't enough. And I'm, I'll be honest with you, I was, I wanted LeBron to uh, to win this series. I wanted him to get this ring as he as he rode off in the sunset or retired, and which I doubt, but. Um, I wanted it for the people of Cleveland. I don't know why I'm emotionally attached right now, but I feel I, just because I see the effort by LeBron and uh, that that and when you see that shot he made in the opening stanza, first quarter where he hits it goes off the backboard with you, you're going okay, mm-hmm. we've come to play today. Mm-hmm. And then he hit for what I don't know what he finished was 35, 33, uh, or what 40, 40, what is it, 40, I think he hit. Yeah, so yeah. he hit another ten with two minutes left. <laughs> but it's it's all on. You hate to see it because. Um, and I'm like you. I'm with J.R. Smith. I'm I'm, empath- I'm, I'm empathetic with mm-hmm. J.R. Smith right now. I want that guy to have a strong game. But uh, 3-0, um, it's going to be tough. I hope the Cavaliers can at least steal one. It's going to be rougher than Ashy Knees. I mean, it, it's going to be pretty rough for them to try to pick up a, a win now. I mean, you know, look, Durant has 43 points in this ballgame. Yeah. And <clears throat> when you look at his numbers, he was 15 of 23 from the field. Six of nine from the three-point line. That's unconscious. Six of nine. Yeah. And, you know, Steph Curry did not have a good night. Didn't have the best of nights at three-point line, nor did he have a good night. In, you know, in total, I think he had 11 points in the ball game, one of ten from the three-point line. And then you turn around and you get Clay Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. He, well, he hit, what does he hit for? Uh, he hit for double figures he as did. well. But, I mean, uh, and Steph starts out with uh, one for seven. And as you said, he finished like one for ten for three. And that's very unclear. So what if he had been hitting? I mean, this is this is a team that can, uh, if, like you said, and you really think, well, okay, Curry's got an off night, right? And they, they have to have Durant and Curry hit every. No, they don't. No, they can they can turn to, uh, you know, they can they can turn to a Draymond Green. They can turn and they and they can always find a way. Uh, saying I think to to find the stops too on the defensive end as well. Um, it's just a team that has the answers for everything. It can shoot itself. It, it basically is, uh, as you said, Durant had, what, 43 last night? 43 in that game. And, yeah, it, and, and that, here's the really sad part about it. You look at LeBron James. LeBron James had 33. Kevin mm-hmm. Love had 20. Mm-hmm. And coming off the bench, uh, Hood, I think, had 15 points. So that's your scoring, basically. That's basically your scoring. I think uh, J.R. Smith had 13 in the ball game. That's your scoring. But when you have five players with double figures and then you have another player with double figures coming off the bench, and we're not talking about a guy that – it's like this. You know LeBron is probably going to be the one that's going to hurt you the most. Everybody else just needs to get into double figures. Mm-hmm. And that's what exactly what they did. You looked at Draymond Green. He had 10. Uh, uh, who is this? Uh, McGee had 10. Curry had 11. Thompson had 10. Bell had 10 in the ball game. Iguodala had eight. I mean, so, you know, you're not talking about, you know, anybody else getting 20 or 30. But if you're Golden State, you know LeBron is going to get his. You know, LeBron is going to get 30, 40 points in a ball game. You might have Kevin Love against 20. Nobody else is really going to do a whole lot more. And so when you've got that much production from one guy, Mm -hmm. you don't have to have Steph Curry hitting every night. But that's the difference between the best player on a team and the best team. The best player on a team in LeBron James is basically having to carry the entire team while the best team can depend on 
you know, you got Kevin, uh, you got uh, Draymond Green maybe one night, Kevin Durant one night, Clay Thompson one night, Steph Curry one night. Who's going to be the one that's going to be the assassin? Well, and that's it. Well, and that's that's the thing. Is it? I think that's the thing that really the speaks to the greatness of the Warriors is is the ability for Kerr and the, and, the, and the egos aside. I mean, they you can um, you take a team of this talent. Mm-hmm. The way they distribute the ball, the way they shoot it. Uh, I mean, there's some the passing they do. I mean, they always make the extra pass if necessary, but yet they can they can uh, the ball distribution to me is 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 the key to this, and they get everyone involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you can count on, and then you got a night where Durant can go off for 43. Uh, Curry, it's it's just a team that has so many weapons, and uh, and I thought the you know I thought the Cavaliers are. Are a game, but it's it, it really looks like one against five. It does. It looks like one against five. And so now the question becomes, you know, it's 3-0. Yeah. We know the history of teams coming back from a 3-0 deficit trying to uh, win in the NBA Finals. It's it's not great. The other thing is, is that so if if I'm not I don't know if it's a question of if, but when Cleveland loses in this series. If they don't and they come back and win, it'd be one of the greatest comebacks in the history of the NBA. Well, they come back from 3-1. They come back from 3-1. 3-0 is different, though, Puppy. I mean, you're talking about having to win four straight. That means including your one coming up now, going back to Golden State. I mean, you know, just all of that. But the question I think now becomes, is this the end for LeBron James in Cleveland? Where is he going to land next? Um, what other free agents are then going to have domino effects after LeBron, if LeBron decides to leave Cleveland? I think that's an important uh, factor that's coming up now as well. So I don't know what the the outcome is going to be here. You know, I, personally, I think he's done in Cleveland. I think so too, Santa, because I think uh, and, and almost going into this series, it, that that talk, you know, predominated uh, where he was going to land after this season was over with, and it almost was to me unfair to the Cavalier franchise because he's he's out the door before the uh, the series has ever begun. There's that shot right there he took in the first quarter that was defied. My, my son said, "Dad, this defies human description," and and it does. Uh, but uh, again, I think you look at places like if you want to talk about that. I, I keep saying uh, a lot of people the say L.A., but I tend to think someplace like Houston. Mm, possibly. That's uh, possible. You know, I'd be wrong. And Terry seems to think Philadelphia, mm. the 76ers with that young. I don't know how that would mesh with uh, that young uh, nucleus there in Philly. But, yeah, I could see him in, in any number of places. I just – I don't think it's going to be Cleveland, unfortunately, unless they could – and I don't know what their salary cap situation is, yeah. what they could do to bring in. But it's obvious this series, they've, he's, they've got to bring in a lot of help for him. Yeah. If he stays in Cleveland, which is unlikely. Yeah, that's the question. Yeah. What kind of help are they going to bring him? Uh, I don't know. Jesus? I mean, that's yeah, – yeah. Well, I think <laughs> I, I think uh, I think Jesus is pulling for Cleveland right now. Oh, but, gosh. Uh, it's, it's just – I don't know. It's just really bad. It is. Um, let's talk about another national championship that could come to North Louisiana, and that is uh, a track and field team, the 4x100-meter relay team at Northwestern State University. They – not only got their way into the finals of the NC2A Outdoor Track and Field Championships, but they did so in record time, breaking a 36-year-old Northwestern State record. They clocked 30 uh, uh, with a record of 39. Um, uh, with 39.03 was the previous record. Mark Duper yeah, anchored uh, <laughs> that foursome and uh, uh, legendary 1981 champions of uh, Mark of 39.32 from Victor. Otis and Joe Delaney and Mario Johnson and Duper, of course, 
This time, 38-9-2. Uh, Kiave Har- uh, Harry, Micah Larkins, Amir James, and Tredarius Carr all uh, going to the national championship. Of course, the finals coming up uh, this weekend. So congratulations going out to them, uh, just obliterating the record. Of course, you got Harry from Laplace, Louisiana. He uh, transferred from Texas College. Mm-hmm. Michael Larkins from Princeton, Louisiana, went to Houghton High School. Amir James from Missouri City, Texas. And uh, Tredarius Carr from Jackson, uh, Louisiana. He went to East Feliciana High School. Mm-hmm. So you've got some guys here who have a chance to bring home a national championship in the 4 by 100 at Northwestern State. How about a uh – how about the year for Northwestern in baseball as well? Not bad. And now we have a possibility. This will be in Eugene, I assume, it right? Is. In Eugene, Oregon. And they'll have that uh, in three of the four uh, Louisiana natives uh, that have broken that old record known by the, the names that are, are in uh, Northwestern lore, Duper, Delaney, and so forth. Mm-hmm. And now uh, what a contingent. Wouldn't that be fantastic for uh, Northwestern? And uh, this is something we'll keep our eye on. Uh, they'll be repping the state as well. And that kind of falls in line. I think uh, LSU's women's, uh, I don't know if it was their 4 by 100 team, but they also smoked the Oval as well in mm-hmm. track this spring. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that and pass on the results to you. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be a good year. you got the baseball team going to the tournament, winning the Southland Conference tournament and for the first time in school in school history. Uh, it's not the first time they've been to the NC2As, of course, but first time winning the tournament uh, uh, and then you look at this team here, the 4 by 100 team being able to win in, U- in Eugene in the semifinals. It's a huge deal. We're going to give Northwest a little more love than we've been giving. Got to give them a little, we give them a little love, more love. Man. They're North Louisiana, too. Uh, we, may, we may be on the outer reaches of our uh, listening audience, but uh, we're going to give Northwestern a lot of love, and especially when we've got a chance for a uh, national championship on the line out in Eugene. The uh, Grambling State uh, SWAC Women's uh, women's basketball team, SWAC Championship Victory Tour, they will continue on. They will be in Puerto Rico coming up in December the 19th through the 21st. Um, the GSU is coming off. It's one of the most successful seasons in recent, recent memory. Uh, they won 19 games. They'll get to uh, go and mess around a little bit with the um, um, last w- in a season's WNIT champion in Indiana along with South Dakota and another WNIT participant, Loyola Marymount, in Puerto Rico. And so that's December the 19th through the 21st. It's called the Puerto Rico Classic uh, that will be taking place there. And so it's great to see a couple of teams that will be traveling internationally. I believe that Louisiana Tech's men's basketball team mm-hmm. will be uh, traveling internationally coming up in August. Uh, and, of course, the NC2A allows you to do that. Now, this is a little different because it's a classic. But as far as an actual tour, they allow you to do that every three or four years um, and for Louisiana Tech, you know, that tour, of course, is, is paid for privately, so it's not coming out of school funds. Great for uh, each program. Uh, of course, uh, Grambling, as is, is, is Sand indicated, this was a kind of a special year in mm. women's basketball. Uh, actually, both men and women. I was just uh, astounded what they were able to do this year. I mean, basically back from the abyss. Uh, and, you know, the APR sanctions are going to be over here pretty soon. And uh, we got a lot to look forward to as far as Grambling uh, and as as a football and so forth. Men's baseball was 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 a solid solid year. Yeah, got to the finals. I love Coach Cooper. We yeah. all love Coach Cooper here, and we love the fact that uh, they're going to go to. And so basically, folks, you know that from December nineteenth to twenty seventh, Santori Black will be in Puerto Rico. I doubt it very seriously. But we're going to try to work that out in case that's not on uh, not on the expense <laughs> report right now. <laughs> we're going to try to work that. This and, and here's the thing: uh, Sands actually going to do this, uh, and and I'm going to throw a few shillings his way because we're going to look for uh, property together. 
the tax situation is pretty uh, pretty good over there, Sandra. We're, you and I are going to go in and find a uh, a condo or something like that because who knows? We're going to be rich and famous one day, and we'll be able to retire there. But first, we're going to let the Gramley women go there and uh, blaze the trail for us. Yeah, hopefully we get that rich part uh, taken care of at Pretty one soon. point in time. Because, you know, yeah, I'd, I'd love to have you nickels to rub together instead <laughs> of a few pennies. We're going to take a time out when we come back. More of the morning drive. We'll talk about the uh, college baseball uh, players that have now gone to have been selected in the MLB draft. We'll talk about that. And, of course, just a couple of weird stories that we'll tell you about. All that's coming up next right here on the morning drive, right here on Sports Talk 97.7. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. You want a security system to take care of the people and property you value most. What you don't want is pushy sales reps and frustrating service calls. You need a security system company that provides you with a solution that fits you, not someone that sells you unnecessary equipment or hits you with hidden costs. It should simply give you peace of mind. That's TSS of West Monroe, Telecom Security Solutions. Call 582-2515. That's 582 582- 2515. Brad Parker and his wife Leah opened the Iron Cactus in Calhoun, Louisiana on July 12, 2010, and has made Iron Cactus into a one of a kind restaurant and, in my opinion, the best Tex Mex in the area. They now have a second location at 428 Desired Street in Monroe. Iron Cactus offers a family friendly environment that's open for lunch and dinner and also has an array of platters for your catered events. Every time you visit Iron Cactus, you'll find a dedicated and grateful staff with a commitment to deliver the best Tex-Mex, along with the fresh ideas that will make you want to come back again and again. They pride themselves in using fresh food to meet your expectations of a delicious dining experience, and they look forward to serving you in a simple cantina setting. What's better than the Iron Cactus fajitas? Eating them with a margarita, obviously. They are so excited to announce they are now serving your favorite margaritas, wine, and ice-cold beer in downtown Monroe. 428 Desired Street, Monroe, and 1304 Highway 80 East in Calhoun. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. And back here on the morning drive, glad you could join us here on this Thursday, we're just about to the end of the week, and got some great weather coming up. Zubilation over in Monroe. I found out about that yesterday. It's going to be over there coming up. You know, celebration of the zoo and everything, and they've got all kinds of great things going on over there. Yeah, I hope the weather cooperates. Yeah, yeah, uh, should be a great weather so far. Uh, we'll talk about the Major League Baseball draft. Uh, Marshawn Taylor, of course, uh, going in the draft to the Diamondbacks from Grambling. Senior, of course, uh, came from Grambling State University. They had a great, great year. Uh, and, you know, we talked a little bit about, about this with Lou Pavlovich uh, from Collegiate Baseball on Monday evening, and that is just how much uh, we've seen the smaller schools really get a lot of recognition this year because of their teams either getting into the finals or the NC2A tournament. Uh, you've got Northwestern, they got great recognition. Grambling, they got recognition. Louisiana Tech, they got good recognition this year uh, just because of some of their games and their close victories that they, uh, close games that they had. 
you know, some of the teams, though, that didn't get as much pub or didn't get as much love this year, especially in some of the All-American polls this year, you know, you don't see a team like LSU in there as much this year, and that's just because of the year that they had. You know, they were great at home, not good at home at all, at, on the road at all. No. And then you turn around and they, uh, you know, nobody thought that they were going to get out of the Oregon State Regional when they were uh, sent out to Corvallis. Nobody thought that. And so now you look at this, you know, co- college baseball tournament, and you got a lot of SEC teams that are button heads against each other coming up this weekend. Yeah, and I think that a lot of that's uh, sand by design because I don't think uh, – I think the uh, – the NCAA and the College World Series wants a, a, a geographically balanced World Series in Omaha, and I think they would love to have representatives. So they, they want the SEC, I think, to knock themselves off, which makes makes some sense, by the way. But uh, to your point about uh, the Corvallis Regional with LSU, I mean, I, I didn't expect them to get out of here. I didn't expect them to get beat 12-1 to 1 and 14 to nothing. Mm-mm. Uh, but uh, anyway, that's done. Northwestern's right, which really, in, in all indications, a lot of people don't realize Northwestern was leading that game with LSU. Sure were into yeah. the ninth, into right. the ninth. Yeah, I mean, eight, I mean that that game. I mean, quite frankly, Northwestern blew it. Um, and uh, Grambling's. I mean, uh, you know, you talk about what what Coach Coop did. Uh, I love what he does schedule wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went up to both. They played both Arkansas and LSU this year. Uh, salty. Yeah, salty. I mean, they should have, uh, you know, possibly won at least one of those games, particularly the LSU game, I think. So, and you see how it prepared him, how it prepared mm-hmm. this team for for conference play. Uh, I hate to see uh, Taylor leave, but I mean, that's a how about that find out of Chicago, huh? Yeah, uh, bringing him in and what he's been able to do for that program. Well, guess what? It opens the doors for a lot more like him. And I think except for one one player, Taylor, I think everybody else comes back next year in that lineup. And that's that's what's really going to be scary because – Most of the pitching. Oh, yeah. Well, some of the pitching is gone this year. Uh, I think that's where they're going to take the hit. But most of that starting lineup is going to be back. Where they're going to have the, the distinct advantage this year is the fact that Texas Southern's got a lot of players in that lineup that are, that are leaving – uh, you've got, um, you know, Southern, you know, if they can if they get back off of the APR, mm-hmm. they'll have players leaving. You've got Jackson State with a lot of those guys that are leaving. So, Grambling, really, when you talk about the starting lineup for, you know, all the teams in the conference, they probably got the most experienced starting lineup coming back next year on that team, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, which could really mean uh, a lot for this team. You sure up that pitching staff, you get a couple of more arms in there, and they've already been, you know, talked about – you know, the great recruiting that they've done so far, that could be the team to beat in the SWAC next year, not just in the Western Division, but in the SWAC. They could be the preseason favorite in order to get to the NC2A tournament. Again, and that's a lot of that is going to be because Texas Southern is losing so much. Cameron Dukes, mm-hmm. who, of course, was player of the year. He was also second or third team All-American with collegiate baseball. You know, those are the the kinds of things that you start looking at is how many of these guys are going to be returning to help you out. You know, you look at the LSU Tigers. The draft could actually help them because they didn't have as many guys go. So how many of those guys from that lineup are going to be back next year in order to help this team? Could they have the majority of the lineup come back? Because if they do, that could be but push them a little bit more towards the front. They got to get help. They got to get healthy. Of course, that was a problem mm-hmm. down the stretch. Right, losing a couple of arms, getting a little a little bit more pitching in there. This could be a team that could be right back in the mix of things next year. Well, I think the key for for LSU, of course, is how many of those uh, talented freshmen or JUCOs they can get onto campus. I, I, I assume the Brian Turnett kid that was drafted twenty first by uh, 
by Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Probably won't make it to campus, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, doesn't, but I think the rest of them, uh, from a draft standpoint, the money, you know, uh, wouldn't it be great to be Kyler Murphy this morning, huh? Oh. Or Murray, excuse me, Kyler Murray. Uh, yeah, what a what a wonderful story that is. And uh, uh, he's got another year at Oklahoma. But getting back to LSU and their uh, – uh, Hess, Slaughter, Duplantis, Watson, I assume all of them will probably be back. I think it's in their best interest, it appears, based upon where they were drafted mm-hmm. for them to come back another year. And that sets up LSU very well, assuming, as you said, they can get another arm or two. I don't know if Cam Sanders will be back. Uh, he's a junior draft eligible. So, again, the key, and I, I think that's that's uh, honestly a, a little aside saying is that that if, if you want to know what the problem with LSU football is, that's been the problem mm. is is early defections to the to the draft. Uh, you can bring in all the Joe Burrows of the world you want, which I'm fortunately they did based upon what happened yesterday with Grant Connell committing to Arizona and Kevin Sumlin. But uh, you've got to you got to have it have the as you know uh, this is where uh, Coach Fobbs has done it at, at Grambling. You get you get the depth. Yeah. And he's been able to go out and ha- what does he do? He recruits well, but he also supplements with those transfers. You can't do that as much at, at, at LSU. So you've got to, you got to, you can't have your class turnover uh, like you do uh, in baseball. It's particularly difficult. I don't know how Coach Burroughs and those guys and Coach Cooper and Coach Federico, how they project the way they do with 11.7 scholarships. Coach Burrow addressed it a little bit yesterday about what they do with the limited numbers in order to pull it off. It's uh but interesting, we'll see. Uh, hey, Northwestern did it this year, so uh, it can be done. So turning our attention we back to basketball here just a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, it's Louisiana Tech. They, uh, the men's basketball team, you know, all of the football team will play LSU this year, and that should be a great migration down to the capital city. Well, the basketball team will also play LSU this year. They'll play on November the 16th. Uh, a huge early opportunity here to boost their RPI. LSU will play Louisiana Tech uh, $97,500 for their one visit. That's a good guaranteed check right there. I'd say let's go ahead and make it an even 10. Yeah, just just say? make yeah, it 100000 I mean, Yeah, I mean, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and do it. Yeah. Uh, they'll also get 75 uh, complimentary tickets for the ball game, according to a report from the new star. The official start date of the regular season for the uh, college basketball season is November the 9th. Uh, but, you know, again, you, you start looking at some of these matchups, and this is good for the state when you're talking about a Louisiana Tech taking on LSU in football and then now again in men's basketball, short drive for fans to go down to Baton Rouge. If you want to stay the night, you can. But if you, you know, want to come back, it's, what, three and a half hours, four hours if, you know, drive a little slower like I do. Uh, but that's one of the things that's really good is to see uh, Tech being able to, you know, play LSU and, and being able to not just play them but compete with them as well. Well, I think uh, I think Tech's going to compete very well with LSU if if not uh, beat them this year. I don't think this is the strongest LSU team returning. Or we could we could all be eating uh, crow, which is fine with us. But uh, to your point, saying about and I think you can stink, thank Skip Bertman for a lot of this. He uh, he was quoted a few years ago when um, LSU was playing, you know, a Utah State, mm-hmm. for example. And he said, nothing against Utah State. He said, but uh, tax dollars support, you know, the schools. And Grambling and, and LSU are state-supported universities. So why not, you know, play? And that's one thing I have to give, uh, whether you like LSU or, or don't care for them at all, you have to give them props for, and they do this on in football and other sports. They do on a rotational basis 
play almost all of the state schools, including yep. the McNeese's and Southeasterns of this world. Yep, baseball, of course, you know, LSU plays Grambling, plays right. ULM, plays Tech. So that's a good thing when you're talking about being able to share it. And the state of Ohio and Ohio State, they have to play schools in state mm-hmm. in order to share the wealth. And I, I, I agree with that. I think that when you are too. the money maker in the state and you're the cash cow and and all of that, you got to start, you got to share the wealth in state because when you're talking about all of the financial problems, not, I'm not even going to get into that, yeah. the cliffs and this and that, but when you have all of these problems, it's good to share that wealth because now all of a sudden you make a short trip down the road, it's not something that you have to fly to or whatever the case is, spend a ton of money in travel. It might be one night in a hotel at the most, uh, of course, maybe, you know, food and things like that, the bus cost. But other than that, you know, you're taking the majority of that money home. It's not like football where you know you have you know you know sixty or eighty players depending on if you're one, uh, FCS or FBS you know a night in a hotel for all those guys all support staff you know it's a lot different in basketball and baseball. Well, and it is in the, with the you know LSU being in Baton Rouge as you said only a three and a half maybe four hour drive everything is manageable from a from a travel from logistical standpoint as far as travel and so forth and if you want to stay overnight you can but if you don't you can you know drive back that night and uh, it works well and of course we know Grambling travels well. Uh, you know, in, in, in basketball and so forth. So we'll see as time goes on. You know, I, I like I'm, I feel very strongly the same way you do that this is good because it's uh, everybody gets a piece of the pie. Uh, as you said, Ohio State does mm-hmm. it. Other other schools do it. Uh, not so much in Alabama. No. Uh, when I was living there, they, they, they don't tend to want to uh, uh, share. Which is, by the way, an incredible amount of money. Uh, you mean to tell me they don't want to share in Alabama? They don't want to share uh, athletic revenues very well. Mm. Um, not not the uh, not the university, mm. uh, and thus that's why UAB is uh, always struggling. It, it seems, but uh, the folks kind of rose up and said enough, as far as that's concerned. So uh, I always say, and I get a lot of grief about this. I said, you know, for my Alabama fans, they said, uh, you know, Puffy, they give me grief about being somewhat of a UAB fan. I said, well, you'll love UAB, too, when your chest is cracked open on the operating table. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I'm here that, to they, they give you this cross-eyed look, but anyway, that's that's true. What would happen if they said, Alabama, we're not taking this anymore. You will share the wealth in this state and play other schools. Uh, it may happen sooner than later. I think the UAB situation where they were, you know, basically, you know, kicked out. I mean, the program was shut down and brought back by just the uproar from the fans. I think that's coming, Sam. I really wow. do. We'll take this time out uh, right here on the morning drive. This hour of the broadcast brought to you by our good friends at Ronnie Ward. When we come back, I'm going to tell you about the fishing that I cover this weekend. Talk oh, about I, I want to hear about this. Oh, yeah. It should be should be okay. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a second. Cleveland, are they on their way out? Is this going to be a sweep? Of course, your opinions, 888-993-7762. Back after this. The way you purchase a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. 
Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. Hi, Kevin from HiTech. The latest cyber attack has already infected hundreds of thousands of computers in over 150 countries, brought down hospitals, railroads, banks, and even Federal Express right here in the U.S. Are you concerned that you may be vulnerable to the latest cyber attack? Then don't wait. Give us a call at 255-1110 and we'll provide guidance on how you can verify that you're secure. We also have checklists on our website at solutionsbyhitech.com or find us on Facebook. Relationships are about give and take. He'll take the morning hike. You prefer the spin bike. But when it comes to sleep, no need to compromise. Smarter sleep is better sleep for both of you. Introducing the new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, the only bed that senses and automatically adjusts to keep you both effortlessly comfortable. It's even designed to help with this. Much better. Does your bed do that? Don't miss the final days of our semi-annual sale. Save up to $700 on Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds and Sunday. For more details and to find a store near you, go to sleepnumber.com. I'm not going very far. It's too uncomfortable. I'm in a hurry. Sometimes I just forget. There's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. You're not only putting yourself at risk of injury or death, it could also cost you lots of money. Cops are writing tickets, so why take the risk? Do the smart thing and start buckling up every trip, day or night. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. And back here on the morning drive, glad you could join us. Santoria Black along with Puffy, Jamie Fox here on the show. Of course, uh, we're here three hours. God bless everyone. I'm doing, I'm we got to give out uh, gift certificates or something yeah, for that. Just, yeah. just for that, absolutely. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, this morning, I got, I'm going to give away a smoothie. Are you really? I'm going to give away a smoothie from Smoothie King this morning. Okay. Do that. All right. So we're gonna a little uh, during the eight o'clock hour. I'm gonna tell you how you can win a smoothie from Smoothie King uh, in and uh, Ruston. So I'm gonna make sure that don't we do don't that. touch that dial. Don't touch that dial. I'm gonna give you a chance to win a smoothie coming up this morning. All right. So this past weekend um, on on Saturday, I did something that I've never done before, and I had a chance to cover a fishing weigh-in, and uh, I was literally like a fish out of water, uh, literally, <laughs> literally and figuratively. I'm gonna make the equivalency for you. Go ahead. It's like Puff going and judging a step show. Probably. That's, yeah. That's about yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's about right. So you know, I'm going to this weigh in, and uh, you know, I, you know, my boss says you're gonna do what? And I says, well, I'm just gonna go do a weigh in. What? I'm just gonna try to see what see what it's like. You know, I've never done it before, and that's exactly what he did. What? So um, I went up there, you know, to see what this is all about. You know, what a fishing weigh in was about. And uh, they use terminology that I'm still trying to figure out. I mean, whopper, <laughs> blopper, and, you know, you know, fast and slow-moving bait and all this other kind of stuff. I'm like, bait? I mean, you know. Glenn Harris was not approved. No, yeah. it was not. So, um, and I texted him, uh, by the way, during, that, during the whole thing. 
So I was just trying to figure it out, you know, and I was just like, what's a 316 shaky head with a Zoom Magnum finesse worm, which was a June. I said, is it what? I said, did somebody just tell a wide receiver to go out and run a flag pattern or something? What did you just say? That sounds like Gruden calling a play. Doesn't exactly. It, it sounds yeah. like somebody just called a play from the bench. So anyway, um, went up there and, you know, even though when I went up there, it was one of those things that you just really know. You don't have to have an interpreter to know how much passion that these guys have. And the first thing that you get, you know, you really get overwhelmed by is, you know, they bring in all of this equipment and they have all of the screens and stuff like this. This is a major production. As a matter of fact, uh, the um, the tournament will be, as far as the weigh-in, will be on NBC Sports Network, I believe, August 1st. Well, there so you you'll be it. able to watch that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll give you more dates and times on that. But uh, the team of Thomas Soilu uh, and Hunter Freeman, they won the national championship collegiate. Out of over 100 teams, they won a collegiate national championship. And so the first prize for these guys was a Ranger Z-175. Yeah. Big, That's, huge boat. So it, to, to, to do more fishing. To do more fishing. And how much would a, just, just for uh, those of us who are uninformed, a Ranger Z-75 waggle, whatever, what does that, uh, what would you say that cost? Well, 50, 60 grand. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, in other words, maybe a, a couple of cars for you yeah, and me. Yeah, a couple yeah. of cars. Yeah, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, uh, Saturday was that they had a, a fish off on Saturday mm -hmm. uh, because only one of them can go to the Forestwood Cup in Hot Springs, Arkansas, coming up in August. So, Honey Freeman, he came out on top. And, you know, really, Thomas uh, didn't have the best of days, you know, lost four fish. And so, you know, you bring dead fish there and, you know, you have a little penalty there. And so, um, what's really the kicker behind this is that. This is not an NC2A sanctioned sport. Fishing is not something that's sponsored by the NC2A. So that means Hunter Freeman, if he goes up to the Forestwood Cup in Hot Springs, Arkansas in August, and he wins the $300,000, he can do whatever he wants to with it. Okay, I like this. Yeah. Now, you, now you've got my attention. And now, you, now i got your attention. $300,000? $300,000. That'll buy – Another bass boat or four, or four? Another couple of bass boats or two, absolutely. $300,000. $300,000 is, is what that boat looks like, uh, well. or what that uh, package looks like if he wins up there. Now, that's that's cash, right? Or he gets, that, he gets a $300,000 check. Okay, have we got your attention? Yeah, we got your attention now. So, of course, national champions, ULM, they win, the, mm -hmm. I think, first time since 2013 that ULM's won the national championship. So they were able to do that. They get this big, beautiful boat. Hunter Freeman gets a chance to go up to Hot Springs, Arkansas. So great. So now I'm like talking to Hunter Freeman. And so he starts talking about strategy. And, you know, it went from, you know, you know, how'd you win this and all that? And then all I heard was wah, 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 because I didn't understand. Your eyes started glazing yeah. over, yes. So yes. I was like, okay, I didn't know what he was talking about. Right. Um, so, you know, after that, you start asking him, you know, what is it like to just know that you're a national champion and you get a chance to go to the world championship for $300,000? Yeah. And again, you don't need an interpreter to look at a person's eyes and say it is the most surreal feeling I've ever had. You know, it's just I can't put my hands around and my arms around what it means to win a national championship. He said his phone rang all night on Friday. Think about this, Sam. You you fish, which is basically a relaxation sport for you and me or, or whatever, and we're not very good at it. No. Uh, you get paid $300,000. And you don't lose your eligibility. No, no. In you, fact, they kind of go, yeah, you know, here's here we may get, maybe we may make it five next year. Yeah, and and, yeah. That, and that's the thing is that you know you yeah, they won the boat, the team yeah. won the boat. Hunter could go up and win three hundred thousand dollars. Of course, you got a great field, and we'll talk about that. Yeah. 
And then, of course, you could come back next year and win another 300000 and he's just a sophomore in college. Good grief. He's just a sophomore. Could you do you know what do you know what kind of damage is a sophomore in college out have done to three hundred thousand dollars? I don't know, but when I know a young man is capable of fishing and making three hundred thousand dollars, I want to go home and punch Sean Fox in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> because, because when I know that, oh. that a young man is capable of doing that and uh as we said, he's graduated all my lottie. Uh and this man, young man, has and we. I heard his dad interview. I think you interviewed his dad too, mm-hmm. didn't you? Yeah, I think I got to hear part of that interview, and I, I thought, dear God, saying, bless his heart, he is, he's pulling, he's manning through this, but it is not easy. No, it's not. And and these guys, I mean, you see them holding the fish up, and it's like you know, like you and I kind of look like uh, at uh, Beyonce, right? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's that's nice, you know. Yeah. But they think of fish that way, which you know. Okay, I'm not judging. That's a beaut. But I see, I may look at fish that way when I know 300,000 is on the line. Holy mackerel. That's amazing. Just to know that. I told my wife I'm in the wrong business. Yeah. All right, so, but here's the thing about uh, about all of that. So, of course, that, so the ULM team one talked about all of that. Uh, the next thing is Nick LeBrun. Nick LeBrun, of course, from Bossier area, doesn't really didn't really fish a lot on Cattle Lake, talked about that. And uh, he was able to win $100,000 this past weekend Not and qualify for the Forcewood Cup. And here's the thing about what he did. Not only did he pick up $100,000, but he's automatically going to win $10,000 at the Forcewood Cup. Automatically. And so now he's going in $10,000 up just going to that tournament because of where he's placed. So uh, wow. he's going to go up. I mean, uh, you just made $110,000 basically in three days is what he just did. And that's why it was just amazing. It was the 35th annual TH Marine Bass Fishing League All-American on Cross Lake is what it was called. And, uh, you know, again, you know, all of the terminology that they had about that with the shaky head and the Joomba color. And then and they this, wiggle, jiggle. And yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you know this. so, you know, once we get past that, I'm like, okay, so I got a website, of course, that somebody recommended me so I could interpret some of this stuff and understand what it really means. Ooh, that was a – that was that- – that was good. Yeah, yeah that, that was that was, was good necessary. For me. Yes. So I could just find out what the hell they were talking about, <laughs> and then after that, uh, it was then it was just going towards, you know, understanding what this really meant. And he stood on the on the podium after he won his hundred thousand dollars, and he uh, spoke about how tough it's been this year for his family. And this is where you know the the human side of stories, and this is where I love the humanistic side of these stories. He told the story of his dad passing in February. And then he spoke about how tough it's been for his family since that point. Yeah. So on Saturday, on, on Saturday morning, he said right before he started fishing, uh, right before he got started, he said on the lake, he started hearing a song that they were playing and reminding him and his brothers of great times with his dad. It was a song called Small Town Southern Man by Alan Jackson. Mm-hmm. And he said that at that moment, he knew dad was in the boat. Wow. And so he got in the boat and he said he just started fishing. and He knew dad was with the boat, was in the boat with him the whole time. Uh, great story, great human interest story. But now, uh, point counterpoint here a little bit. Uh, it, 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 yes, the money is uh, is good, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. But and I caught in part of your interview, and we'll go with wherever you want to go with this. It ain't cheap. No, it ain't cheap no. to fish unless you're you know you and me, which you know we're going to go out to the bank here and throw a line and some worms, yeah, and crickets, and, crickets something. and something. Right, but these folks, it's serious. I mean, as you said, the boats, uh, you've, you've uh, quoted some prices. Uh, they've gotten, uh, you know, you, yes, the prize money is lucrative, but also uh, in order to get into it, I think Hunter, you, I think your conversation with Hunter Freeman's dad indicated uh, 
yeah, but it's it costs a lot of money to fish mm-hmm. too. Yeah, when and, you uh, look at the money, that's where that, I stay on the bank. Right. When you look at the money that these guys have to invest, you talk about, and you know, we're not even going to get into you know the how much the boat and the motor costs. Holy, mo- yeah. listen. When I found out that one of the motors for one of these guys costs eighteen thousand dollars, the motor costs hmm. eighteen thousand dollars just the motor. I was just sitting there like, dude. I mean, eighteen grand. Are you serious? I could send my daughter to college, you know, for a couple years with that, maybe a year or two. I haven't spent that much on dating. Ever? Yeah. Well, you know. I mean, not eight thousand. Not even eight thousand. Not even eight, but eighteen thousand. Eighteen thousand dollars just for the motor, and so then you look at That's the strong. Then you look at the entire cost of the boat. I think one guy said the whole boat was sixty-two, sixty-three thousand dollars, and he's and somebody said that's not even the most expensive that you could get. There's a guy that had almost an eighty thousand dollar boat, and I'm just thinking to myself, this is just the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life. Are you serious? Good rod and reel, maybe three hundred dollars. Yeah, uh, I mean, and you, you know, the test line has to be a certain you know weight and so forth to make sure you know you get that whopper and it, it doesn't break your line and and then as you, as you, all the tracking stuff you tracking, know so you can yeah. see and um, uh, it, it, the motors themselves, the the trolling motors cost a lot. It's just a it's an expensive sport, but to Sand's point, it's 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 lucrative if you win. It is lucrative if you win, and that's the thing is that. During this event, you saw people coming from all over the country. Yeah. I mean, and especially crazy. the the co anglers. You saw guys coming from Tennessee and Kentucky, and you know, one guy came from Colorado. I mean, we're talking about the fish. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's well, a lot. Hey, you know, and Sam, before we, you know, in, in those that may think we're throwing shade at this, we're really not because that's a huge economic impact. It is for the Bozier area, Shreveport Bozier area. That's that's you know, you're talking about hotel rooms, eating out, and so forth. So it's. It's uh, it's a sport that has uh, a lot of good components to it. It does, and you think about there were over a hundred teams collegiately, yeah, that were there, and then you look at all the teams that were there, and all the guys that were there, who were the boaters, and of course the co-anglers that were there uh, for the three or four days there. It, there's a lot of money that's involved in fishing, and there's a lot of organization that's involved with this thing as, as well. But as I said, you know, once I got done with uh, listening to Mandarin Chinese and trying to figure out what in the <laughs> heck everybody was talking about. I was I was like okay this you know it's the human side of it is that there's still passion yeah. and no matter what you know what you're talking about you know this is a part of their soul this is not something that they just do and they just say oh it's just we're just doing it just for the competition no this is a part of who they are as as, as people and you know I have a lot of great respect for those guys who were on the lakes this past weekend and uh, I get a chance to go and do another because of, I did that now all of a sudden the boss says hey we're gonna put you on another fishing event really. So after the break, we'll be back with Fishing with Sand. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Outdoors with Sand. No, my, my head is swimming enough with whopper bloppers and whatever else that they use. I'm, I'm pretty much I'm good right now. When we come back, we've got uh, some news coming up and uh, got a couple of text messages we're going to answer. And Chris Blair coming up at 8 o'clock right here on the Morning Drive. This portion of the broadcast brought to you by our good friends at Ronnie Ward in Ruston. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. 
The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. The all-new Yard Power of Monroe, Northeast Louisiana's only Cub Cadet dealer. Your Cub Cadet Superstore is holding a big open house this Saturday where you can save 15% on all Cub Cadet Pro Z mowers. That could mean up to $1,800 in savings. Big discounts on a great selection, even red tag special deals on closeout inventory. So remember YP, Yard Power. On Highway 165 in Monroe, just one mile north of Century Lane. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. The Louisiana Peach Festival Passport Game will be held June 18th through 22nd. Get your passport validated at area stores. For details, visit louisianapeachfestival.org. If your job situation is changing because of layoffs or restructuring, make sure your retirement stays on track. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Mike Barris. Stop by our office at 1507 Lamy Lane for a face-to-face appointment. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Grab another cup of coffee. And keep tuned to The Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. And back here on the show, Santoria Black along with Jamie Fox, better known as Puffy, joining you. We'll be talking about uh, fishing in the little expedition I had up there for the uh, uh, to, for the weigh-in in Bozier this past weekend. And it was interesting. I've got a couple of questions that I've been sent. Uh, we'll address those in a minute. But first of all, I want to talk about a, a few other questions that were sent on our text line at the Stuart Shelby text line at 888-993-7762. First of all, of course, FS would send this. What does a fisherman do when he retires? Get a job? I would hope so, yes. Yeah, yeah I would say he gets a job. Uh, and To them, this is their job, though. Yeah, this and, is it. Uh, kind of like golfers. I mean, what do you do when you retire? Uh, Going to play golf. Going to play golf, yeah. Okay. Uh, William, did Zach Watson get drafted? Yes, he was drafted by the – the sophomore outfielder was drafted by Boston in the 40th round. We'll talk more about some of those guys that have been drafted with Chris Blair coming up at the top of the hour. A uh, couple other questions. <clears throat> Is it real easy to spend a few grand a year just on plastic baits alone? Oh, yeah. I, you know, mm-hmm. being a, uh, had someone from Bienville that just said that it's a few grand on plastic baits. A few grand. Do you, uh, yeah. I couldn't go to my wife and say, I'm going to spend three or four grand on bait. I wonder if a lot of these guys are married or divorced or whatever because, you know, uh, well, I want to go on, a, I want to go to Vadalajara or whatever. I'm sorry. I just spent $8,000 on, on, uh, on new lures, yeah, lures um, and bait and poles and, and stuff. She said, "Well, I'm, you know, I'm going to. Do, well, well, wait a minute. I just, I just won three hundred thousand. I know, think so she'll stay around it, a little longer. Well, and you see, it's it's 
like I said, it's it's all about compromise. Yeah, but you don't understand. I, I just I just won three hundred thousand dollars, so uh, we're up about two hundred ninety. Yeah. So okay, well I'll I'll, I'll stick around. Stick around a couple more yeah. years. Yeah. No. Um, this is from Dotson or Quentin Dotson. Uh, there is nothing else physically that LeBron can do to help his team. The next step that he needs to make is to lower his ego and be willing to work with better players. The only reason that he is playing with a bunch of no-names is that he wants to get all of the attention. I don't know if that's true or false there because what player wants to play on a team where you got to do all the work and you're still not going to get to the promised land? I mean, they've gotten to the finals. Um, you know, They've been pushed to the limit in a couple occasions. But I don't know if it's just about getting all of the attention or not. Now, the question is, is that if he did go to a team, and I'm going to let's just look at it from this standpoint, KD, who was pretty much you know the man or one of the big-time guys in Oklahoma City, now he goes over to Golden State, and he's not the only man, but because you got Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, all those guys. So the question is, could he go into a situation, not Golden State, but like that, mm-hmm. where there's more shared attention, like he did with, you know, uh, with um, uh, what's the boy that looks like a, a crazy? Uh, um, well, there's a lot of them, Sam. Which, which, but with Miami, in other words. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, not D Wade, but uh, Chris Bosh. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, do, so do you go to a situation where you may not be the man, but you may be? I mean, you're going to be the best player in the league, but I mean, where you're getting more, more help, where you're getting that attention, where you get big time players. You know, I'm, I tend to be a little more dismissive of that question, except that you know that Kyrie Irving basically requested his trade, which kind of leads some credence to his. You know, hey, I, I, I'm tired of sharing the, sharing the limelight with with LeBron, and then you thought, well, why would he feel that way? Because you got a chance for a ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's driving LeBron more so than anything is a ring. But at this, but to to his point, uh, you see it in OKC with with they haven't been able to get it right yet no. with Russell Westbrook. And I think that's a stronger argument against Russell Westbrook than it is against LeBron. Uh, I think LeBron wants to wants a ring, and he doesn't really care as much about his supporting cast. But it, I, I wouldn't see. You see somebody like Durant who can throw up forty three one nine and Curry, and you go that that's that's what I want to be a part of. What you know, I, I'd look at what could have happened if they would have kept together Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and Kevin Durant. If they could have kept them together in Oklahoma City, I would have liked to have seen that. Man, yeah, yeah. I think that could have been a team, you know, because they went to the finals. Could that have been a team that actually won an NBA championship in Oklahoma City? Putting some pieces together with that could have been. I think it could have been great, uh, Danny. From uh, Eris, I believe it is. He says, it's expensive to start talking about fishing. Most of the pros get everything paid for by sponsors. That is true, Danny, uh, because I know a lot of the guys that I had a chance to talk to just to learn a little bit more about this. Uh, there's a lot of sponsors that put money into into them um, as, you know, as basically, uh, you know, the guy that's representing them is, you know, ten fifteen thousand is nothing to help sponsor one of these wow. guys as far as fishing because you think about it. Just look what we just talked about. If it's easy to get three or four grand in plastic bait a year, I mean, you know, think about what these guys have to get from these sponsors in order to help them out. I mean, we talked about the expense of the boat, the truck, the mm-hmm. motor. You know, all of the the gas, the gas. <laughs> oh, because yeah. you and it's not cheap to run gas. I mean, it's just a lot of stuff. The poles, the line, you know. I mean, I'm sure you just don't have one pole in the boat. Oh, no. And these guys <laughs> got, like, sonar and radar. I mean, they can find one that's, like, 300 yards, or, you know, this direction, that direction. It's it's amazing. But you and I would probably be sponsored by, uh, I don't know, uh, Krispy Kreme. Maybe. Maybe. And I, I don't yeah. know. And it, and that's okay. If their money's good, we'll we'll take it. Um, but you're right, Santa. This is 
it and I, I like what the the points you're bringing up here. Just the if people really did what you've done a lot some research in the background, you realize that this is a pretty it's an interesting sport from number one from the sponsorship standpoint. Number two, the amount of money involved in it. Number three, how it drives an economy when when a, a tournament comes to your area. So we probably need to pay a little more attention to this. Yeah, I'm telling you, I sweat like a bloody hog out there, man. Well, I, well, I'm not, I mean, I'm gonna lie to you. I give you credit for going. I mean, it was oh, like 98 on a good day. You did, did they? Did you out on the water? No, no, sir. You just stayed on the bank. I stayed right there when the, at the weigh-in. I, I just went in for the weigh-in, stayed there for a couple hours, learned a lot about fishing and all this other kind of thing. And and uh, then after that, um, you know, after my head was spun a little bit about how all this stuff happens, and the guy said, "Well, one day we're going to get you out with one of our." Either our anglers or boaters, and put you actually on the boat. And I say, dude, you don't have a boat big enough, man. No, don't do that. No, you're selling yourself short. Uh, let me. T- <laughs> Here's what I worry about. Okay, uh, hey, we're going to take you out on the boat. Okay, well, you've just had this, uh, you know, this large coffee. Oh man. And you get out to the middle of the lake. Oh my. Oh, oh my. I, I I think I've got to go back to land. And they go, uh, you don't understand. We're, we're I've, I've just landed this, you know, this eight pounder, which could, you know, whatever. And you can't go back. I said, well, you don't understand. I've you know, so that's why it's kind of like, uh, you know, a surgeon when it hits you. Oh, but what do I do? You know, you just got to go. Oh, man. Right. And so these are the things that, that I think about, which is why, you know, no one should not allow me in the tournament or on the air. But it is interesting <laughs> that uh, the, 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 the dynamics involved in professional and I guess collegiate fishing, which, by the way, those of you who are listening and uh, you think this travel ball is all great. How about, let me just throw this number out at you that Sam brought up earlier, $300,000 if you win the grand prize. Absolutely. Yep, and that'll be at the uh, Forest Cup coming up in uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas. And here's another thing. You know, you just talked about that. It made me think, you know, uh, you know, because they talked, you know, one of the guys talked about it and he says, hey, you know, when if you come up or whatever, maybe you can bring a camera. We can kind of do a little story out and talk about you know, being on the water and stuff, and I thought about it. Well, dude, I, there's no way I can eat a burrito the night before, dude. No, I, no, no. I'd, you I'd don't, be done. No, no, no. No, you no. can't do anything. No brand, nothing Mm-mm. like that. No, you got to you. You got to go Spartan. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like kind of getting for that colonoscopy. You can't eat like you know twelve hours 12 ahead of hours, time. No, no, you, you got to no water. I mean, even even kind of a you know a liquid deprivation there as well. Yeah. Uh, we'll send you out there, but hey, and just make them take you early, saying and, and get it over with and get back to shore. Uh. I don't know. In the late fifties, my span, my uh, I can maybe go four hours. Yeah, maybe. So what happens? Know. You know, you know, because the other thing is, you know, I seem to be the guy that says we're going to put you in some really uh, some unique situations. And you know, next one is NASCAR. I think. I think I'm going up to the Texas Motor Speedway in, in November. Uh, I didn't tell Sean that. And yet. I want this recorded. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens if they try to get my big butt in the car and I got to pee? I mean, it's mm-hmm. a long time. You got to go around in the oval. Something tells me once you've gone a couple of times around the oval with those guys, saying you're not going to have to worry about that. I'm probably not. Yeah, going you're, that fast. Yeah, they going that. Yeah, you'll you'll you know, and lost a few hair follicles as well. Oh, so man, yeah. going that fast because you know mm-hmm. they, they talked about that, and so they said in November we're going to try to send you out to the Texas Motor Speedway to, you know, put you in one of those cars. I'm going to have to lose weight just to do that. It's a lot of fun. I well, you know, it is an interesting sport as well as far as the money involved in that, as far as sponsorships mm-hmm. and so forth. So. Uh, this is going to be an interesting. Well, we told you it's going to be an interesting summer. Santa's already been to a uh, done a fishing tournament. Now he's going to do NASCAR. What could be around the corner? Oh gosh, I'm I'm afraid. S- stay tuned. I'm afraid what people are going to say. Since saying where? No, I'm not going there. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like me. I'm, I'm going to be uh, covering rap videos this uh, this hey, summer. Hey, well, hey, so gonna, <laughs> you no, cover a step show. I'm sorry. I'll, <laughs> I'll cover NASCAR. That's called as I say. This is called fish out of water. Oh yes. man. Um. 
Someone said, uh, I think Dwayne and Homer, y'all need to interview Homer Humphreys from Minden. I heard his name brought up a couple Homer times. Homer Humphreys. Homer Humphreys I'll, from I'll, I'll jot that down. Uh, when you talk about $18,000 for an engine, you're getting a, into stock car racing territory, which is incredibly expensive. Absolutely. And I'm telling you, that a lot of these motors and things like that, these really big, fancy motors, when you're talking about uh, fishing, what I found out this year, it is... It is, it's it's expensive. I mean, you know, this is not something that you're just going to get into, and it's just going to be a couple of dollars. I mean, this ain't going to get some worms and some bait and a little line and stuff and spending maybe $100 on fishing rods and beer, and you're going to be all right. No, this, you're spending some serious money. Uh, if I'm fighting an 8- to 10-pound fish, uh, you're waiting. If you are if you mess yourself, there's plenty of water <laughs> clean up. <laughs> That's from... That's from Richie, I believe, in Bienville. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's why you don't eat burritos and stuff probably the night before and get on the water because you're out there for a good little water. Richie sounds like he speaks from personal experience yeah, he there. Yeah, from yes. experience there, brother, yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, the voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair, will join us on the other side. This portion of the broadcast being brought to you by Ronnie Ward Toyota. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.